This is the Amazing Starts Here podcast. That is Billy Harner. My name is Keith Red. Opening day in the minor leagues is coming up very soon. April 8th. Everybody else, April 5th for AAA. And we got a chance to talk to the player development coach for the low A St. Lucie Mets. That is Bryce Weary, who has gone from, I'm not going to say the janitor's closet to the front office, but Bill, we're seeing a guy who is the video coordinator for the Cyclones, which is usually a kind of a, just a camera nerdy numbers job. And now he is a coach with the Mets. Quite a unique transformation and an impressive transition. Yeah. Bryce has had a, a unique journey so far in his career. Um, where he sort of knew that this is what I want to do. I want to be in, a, in baseball. I want to be in the front office. I want to be on an on-field staff and did everything in his power to do it, to traveling to you know, the Dakotas to get a handle on things and some some college ball as well and implementing uh, and analytics and, and um, driveline and all those different things to try to help guys take that next step into their, uh, their their careers in professional baseball. So Bryce is a guy that, you know, when we saw him here, you knew that this is a special guy and this is a guy that, you know, was very comfortable and very confident in what he was doing. And the Mets obviously noticed giving him a chance here on, on a full-time staff. Yeah, very impressive guy with a very bright future. Him and his friend Richard, they basically bought all of the analytics things you hear about, Rap Soto, Blast Motions, KVS. He'll tell you all about how he started from scratch with that and now is a coach with the Mets. So our conversation with Bryce Weary on Amazing starts here. All right, so Bryce, you went from video guy, right? That's whatever team has a video guy with them. And now you're a player development coach. It is not something that usually happens. So how have you been able to get to this point? How have you made that transition from the video guy to now being a coach? Yeah, I think um, a lot of the connections early on in the first year um, definitely paid off as far as advancing to the second year. And I think a lot of the work I did prior to the Mets kind of led me to uh, this position where I'm at. So um, it's been a cool ride, but, um, you know, happy to be building on it with the familiar faces that I met last year. So video guys are usually, they sit up there with the track man, they make sure the cameras are on, and they provide, help provide data to the coaches and things like that, going into games and, and things like that. I've never seen somebody walk around with the you know, rap soto with all the data and talk to players hey you're doing this hey you're doing that i was going boy this guy's got some gall he's really going for it here but little did i know you know way more about this than than a lot of other people so how have you been able to translate what you know into actual you know coaching conversation yeah i think there's a lot of resource out there that um driveline was huge and i'm um, just asking a lot of questions and making sure my quarantine was um, a helpful period and just making sure I was still involved in having those types of conversations. So I think I learned a lot of those skills and kind of how to approach, um, you know, giving data to guys and having those conversations through conversations of my own with different coaches and different players um, that I'd been around prior. So, um, and, and the group from Brooklyn last year was super helpful. Colby Morris and Eshka were two guys that stand out that um, already had an idea of, how they wanted to implement and having those conversations already go smoothly um, helped with some other conversations that maybe weren't ready to have that level of progression. So those guys were uh, definitely a big help. So what, what's the thing that guys are most interested in when they're looking at their information that, that is provided to them? Like what, I'm sure these guys have, there's so many different things that get thrown at them. 
what's like the one or two things that they're all like, okay, I can understand this and I want to work on this or tell me more about this? Well, I think the first thing is um, helping guys understand where they match up according to the league and according to big league guys where everybody wants to be one day. So um, I think helping them understand kind of where they match up now and how we can improve that is definitely a gateway to help guys understand first. But um, from the hitting front, I think bat speed, rotational acceleration are some of the metrics that um, are kind of the flashiest and definitely have the biggest correlation to in-game success. So guys kind of gravitate there. And um, for the pitchers that maybe haven't been around it or um, more hesitant towards it, um, you know, just understanding the how their pitches are shaping and, um, you know, the different metrics that can affect exactly uh, how to get guys out. So I think starting pretty slow and then um, gradually increasing um, what you're putting on a guy's plate is uh, what what leads to a good uh, relationship with the data going forward. So as a get off my lawn, I want pitchers to hit kind of guy, what does how your pitches are shaping mean? What is what is that? What is that in language? Yeah, I think um, in the most simple form, you want to um, make your pitches uh, shape as uniquely as possible. So um, you want to have a certain amount of rise on your fastball. You want to have a certain amount of horizontal run on your changeup or your two seam. Um, and the amount of depths or rise that um, a pitcher has is definitely going to make it unique and kind of help them build their own repertoire. So having them understand um, exactly how pitchers are moving at the major league level, like this is how a major league changeup works and this is where yours at right now. So we can um, do X, Y, and Z to get you closer to that. I think you're going to have more success in the game and everybody wants to succeed in whatever career they're in. So um, having them understand that is, is definitely – um, square one and how you have those conversations. I think. So now that you're on the coaching side, what is X, Y, and Z? What are the things that you can work on with guys to help them increase their spin rate, to change their vertical, to do whatever they're all these fancy things that Keith likes to talk about? Lots and lots of sticky stuff. No, um, <laughs> I think um, the pitch there's a ton of different ways you can go about that question. It's uh you know, uh, let's look at the edutronic camera. Let's go in depth and how how it's coming out of your hand. Can we tinker with the grip a little bit? Um, you know, your spin rate is um, above or below average, so maybe we tinker with um, when we're going to throw it and how we're approaching different hitters and pitching to our own strengths. I think once you get down that rabbit hole, you can um, sit here for hours and kind of make it make sense for different individuals. But uh, I think there's a ton that you can go through, and uh, whether it be – again, pitch grips or when we're using a certain pitch or exactly how we're training it or the external cue we want to attack on it, I think there's a lot um, you could have in regards to that conversation. Now, you're a hitting guy first before you're pitching. I, I would, is that fair to say? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So your story um, with the Pierre Trappers and Lackawanna and your friend Richard and you bought technology, the journey to get here to be able to say all those words you just said that sound way smarter than anything Billy and I can say. We understood sticky stuff, but nothing yeah. else. Yeah. Give me the story A to Z, how, how it all began, what you did and transformed some of those programs where you were. Yeah, so when I when I tell the story of me and Richard, um, it probably starts um, with my freshman year of college before I even met him. Um, at the time, I didn't think it was a good thing. It's pretty embarrassing, but I had the most mediocre Division three year you could have uh, as a PO, actually. Um, so I ended up transferring to another D3, um, the University of Valley Forge in Phoenixville, Pennsylvania. 
um, where I met Rich uh, my junior year. I actually gave him uh, his campus tour, um, kind of locked him into Valley Forge. But um, we started off real slow with Blast Motion um, that year with the local high school. Um, with basically running real simple blast assessments on guys and kind of making drill sets for them. Um, and once we had, we saw some success there, we decided to keep it going that summer. We jumped to um, South Dakota, of all places, um, in the Expedition League with the Pure Trappers. And uh, the coaching staff gave us a great opportunity. Um, Jake Witt, who was the pitching guy out there, is currently with the Orioles. And Tanner Neal, who was the manager at the time, um, is now with North Dakota State. Um, they gave us a lot of freedom to kind of run with the hitters and we did a similar thing that first summer with blast um put a project together out on twitter um and we're planning to head out to the cape cod league the following summer um before COVID shut that down so um, we were lucky enough to have those connections in south dakota to be able to jump and improve upon our first year our first project um, we saved a ton of money um, richard was doing a lot of doordash i was doing a panera delivery job at the time um, so we saved up that money, bought our own K-Vest, um, got on base U certified, which is a mobility screening, and bought a Rapsodo hitting unit. Um, so that all those three pieces of technology kind of gave us a good idea, um, in addition to Blast, what the bat was doing, what the ball was doing, and what the body's doing to get that outcome. So we had a pretty uh, comprehensive look at what those guys were doing out there. Um, threw another project together and sent some emails out, and eventually... Um, it got to Hugh, who is Hugh Quattlebaum, who is um, our director hitting now. He was currently, at the time, uh, with Seattle um, and made his transition to the Mets. And um, now we're here for year two. So that's kind of the general story, but um, that's it. How much were all those things when you were, you know, saving up to buy blast motions and K vests and things that, you know, I go to the store, I get shoes. You're going to get K vests. Uh, thank God we, we made a lot of Twitter connections. So we did get some guys that just weren't using it as much as they want. I think we paid 3,200 for our K vest. Our rap soda was probably about 2,500 and then the blasts um, were just 158. So we had two of those. And then the on base U was uh I have no good comeback for that, but yes, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the, um, that whole pathway though, of with Richard of like, no, what did you do with Lackawanna? Didn't you turn you, where did the, where were they? And where did you finish up with them? Like, what did the, some of those actual numbers look like? Yeah, so um, during the prior to our second summer out in South Dakota, we both accepted a job to be the co-hitting coaches out there. Um, and Mike McCary and Josh Boggs were already there. They're still there, still doing a great job. They're always nationally ranked. Um, and I think we just took the hitters into a different direction than where they've been in the past. Um, I wasn't there for the full year um, because I took the job with the Mets, but um, they, again, got a uh, birth to the uh, World Series. Um, and that's always the goal for, uh, for Lackawanna. So that's the stand that they kind of built out there. And like I said, um, Mike and Josh do a great job. And um, you know, their, their hitters are continuing great hands because of the, uh, the hard work those two have kind of built with that program. So we, we came into a great situation 
Um, the guys were great. Guys were locked in all the time. Um, I don't think we could ask for a better situation as far as in Scranton and at Lackawanna. Is there a guy that you've worked with um, that you've seen sort of like the, the biggest growth, like the poster child for, um, all right, this guy gets it and this is what we can do with all this information to help them as a player? Who, who's that guy that jumps out at you? Uh, I mean, um, situation to situation always change. I think in um, Pierre, one of our biggest guys was he's uh, currently one of the first basemen at the University of Kansas. Cooper McMurray jumps out. Um, he tore that league apart that year. Um, still kind of hurts our feelings that he didn't win the MVP. He came second, I think. Uh, so that one hurts a little bit. But Coop um, made a lot of big strides, um, I thought, um, and obviously had a, had a great summer to show for it. Um, at Lackawanna, I think a couple guys that stand out. Cody Fleischer um, really bought into it. Um, he's still raking out there. Really excited to see what he can accomplish this year. Um, and I think most recently with the Mets, I think Instructs was a huge time to kind of jump into specifically the tech. Um, in season, it's kind of tough, you know, um, managing lifts and, and, you know, just living. So uh, I think uh, Instructs was huge for us. But Jalen Palmer... Uh, made a ton, a ton of strides in instructs. I'm super excited to see what he can accomplish this year. Um, take Just take him specifically. Raw kid. We saw him in Brooklyn last year. What's one change that he makes? What's one or two things that you see that he's now trying to focus on? Yeah, I think uh, obviously we saw it a lot in, uh, in Brooklyn this year and in Port St. Lucie earlier on in the year. But I think that raw power is definitely there. Um, I think if we can maximize um, the consistency with, with some of the metrics that we've identified and kind of give him the instant feedback to allow him to feel that out and say, oh, when when I feel this and this number is this, that's my best output. So I think if we can continually give him the feedback and let him just be the athlete that he is, that kind of takes care of itself. And like I said, I'm, I'm pretty excited to see what he can accomplish this year. How's your BP? It's going to be a big part of your, your job down there at St. Louis. <laughs> Uh, that's something I, I've definitely been working on. Um, if Mike McCary does hear this, he'll, he'll pull his hair out to, to hear that I think I have really, really improved. Um, at Lackawanna, I was a lost cause, but that's been one of my big focuses for this year. So um, hopefully I've gotten past my yip stage and I can consistently get through some rounds. Um, We've had a lot of bad coaches throw a BP here in Brooklyn, so you wouldn't be up around. We've had to get interns to throw BP. We've had to resort to all sorts of stuff. So, I, It's still early on. I, I might need that same help, but uh, I promise I'll, I'll keep working on it, see if I can get, get through uh, enough rounds this season. My fungo is, is pretty good. I, I swear by my fungo. So that's <laughs> Someone wants somebody to go find the switch hitting fungo. I think I'm still looking for it. But uh, This year with St. Lucie, Video guy last year. Now you're a player development coach. What what changes? What are you ex- excited to do differently now that you maybe had the reins pulled back on you a little bit last year? Yeah, I think last year um, all the staff in Brooklyn was great. Um, Nick specifically gave me a lot of freedom to kind of um, present my own ideas and, and have those conversations. I think it's um, exciting to um, kind of build my own relationships and have these own conversations. Obviously. Um, I'm still in a support role as far as the coaching staff goes, but um, I think just being more hands-on with the guys and kind of understanding what they're thinking at the plate and how they go about their routines and um, kind of tinkering with it from there, I think um, the freedom of the role that I'm in will um, 
really benefit uh, not only myself as far as my own journey, but I think uh, kind of giving guys a different lens, whether it be the coaching staff or the players, is something I'm most excited about. So you're going to be in a rather unique situation, too, where you know, you're not that far removed from these guys in terms of age. Uh, do you think that is a benefit for you in that you'll be able to relate to them more or something that might be uh, a little challenging for them because they're probably used to someone, they might be used to someone who's a little bit more seasoned, like uh, at Blank Fire or someone like that? Yeah, I think um, especially in the other places we mentioned, whether it be Lock One or Pier, I think um, that's something that's definitely important right off the bat is kind of setting that line and saying, hey, this is where we're at and this is how things have to be. Um, between us because if I wasn't here um, probably be friends with a lot of these guys just because of the whole age difference like you said um, but I think um, getting past that and realizing that I'm there to help and putting guys first really erases some of that stigma um, I think once guys understand that I'll work as hard um, for them that as I possibly can and um, put them in situations and have those conversations that'll help them benefit their careers and take strides within this organization, I think that kind of goes away and um, becomes a non-factor. Um, at least that has, that's how it's been in the past for me, and I anticipate no difference uh, going forward. So you'll be working with Robbie Robinson, Victor Ramos, Victor Burgos, Gilbert Gomez. So there's a pecking order there. So you need Robbie to get thrown out, Victor to get thrown out, to eventually right. make a pitching change. Is, is that your goal by the end of the year is to say, I'm taking the walk. We need the righty. I think maybe if we start at the first beach box, that's uh, more of a realistic step. It's got to be a real wild night in Port St. Lucie for me to go out there and be the guy. But uh, that's kind of been the running joke all offseason as far as the pecking order. Um, but now I'm really excited to work with those guys. I've uh, had a few conversations with Victor and Robbie specifically. I'm really excited to get going. Um, it seems like it's going to be a fun staff. And um, being in Florida all year long is going to be something I'm really excited about. We had a game here a few years ago where long before we had, you know, four and five coaches at each level, where Donovan Mitchell got thrown out, the manager got thrown out, all we had left was the pitching coach. And I think a trainer actually went out and made a pitching changer. That's awesome. We had we had a situation like that in South Dakota. Um, the manager ended up getting tossed and the pitching coach uh, didn't make the trip. So as as he was going out to argue for the second time, I turned to, to Richard and I said, "I think I think he's going to go here. I think this is our show." And it's on YouTube. It's it's uh, something we uh, revisit every once in a while. But maybe knock on wood, uh, maybe I had that same that same situation in Port St. Lucie this year. Uh, well, first of all, we're, we're we're proud because you know Billy and I we've seen we've seen the video guys come and go. This year, the first one that's gone to uh, into a coaching role. But uh, good luck. I mean, what what are is it front office? Is it coaching? Like, where do you, like, now that you've seen kind of both, where do you really like, I guess you haven't even done a year of this yet, but, you know, where do you really envision your future? Yeah, I think um, player development is just where I'm most comfortable with. Uh, I wouldn't say no to any of those o other opportunities, but um, I think shaping my own kind of ideas within a player development staff is something um, that gives me a general guideline um, for my future. So that's how I've always kind of thought about it. But like I said, there's no uh, A to B answer that I have. So keeping as many doors as I can open, and uh, we'll see where it goes. When you make it big time and you want somebody to do the voiceover for your <laughs> Hall of Fame induction, 
Yeah. Thank you. You guys are my first call. You guys uh, helped me out more than you know this year, especially Billy with with all the printing I had to do. That was a, a nightmare <laughs> and uh, something uh, that was not forgotten. So you, you'll be my first call. Went to college for four years so I could help people out to use the printer. <laughs> the amount of paper I wasted, I got I, I don't know who was paying for it, but I got to apologize to someone more because, oh my God, it was a nightmare with that printer. You raise the start to your podcast, brought to you by Staples. <laughs> uh, well, Bryce, good luck to you this year and uh, don't be a stranger, man. We'll do it. I'll definitely keep in touch. Let's go Cyclones. Appreciate you guys for having me.